It's time now for our visit with Baylor soccer coach Paul Jobson. Here's the voice of the Bears with Coach Jobson. Back with us, John Morris Show on this Tuesday morning. John Morris, Garrett Ross in studio and pleased to be joined by Baylor soccer coach Paul Jobson. And Coach, good morning to you. I hope you're, uh, hope you're dry and warm this morning. But dry and warm for right now, just preparing for the afternoon. It will be uh, cold and wet this afternoon on the soccer field. Yeah. But good right now. <laughs> yeah, that's great. But you know, you got to go out there. So, what do you do? Uh, I mean, how do you, what do you do to prepare for that, knowing what it's going to be like today and, uh, and probably tomorrow also? Oh, it's, I mean, it's just part of it. You know, we get to this time of year and we've been fortunate so far. We've had great, great weather and, uh, but we're also fortunate that we have a, a field that, that can hold up in this kind of weather, that which was not the case about two years ago. So uh, we're, in, we're in fine position. We'll just dress a little bit warmer, and uh, the coaches will stay in their big coats and sweats the whole practice. <laughs> and as the girls get warmer, they'll start to shed uh, layers uh, as it goes. But, yeah, it's just part that time of year. Uh, but we know it'll, it'll clear up hopefully through the weekend when we uh, head down to Austin. Yeah, it should be nice by uh, by Friday when you go down there. And that's a good point about the field that, that, you know, average fan may not consider. But, you know, with that old field that, that didn't drain, there'd be puddles out there. You probably wouldn't have been able to get on the field today, would you? No, probably not. It'd probably been some at least some pretty heavy areas we would have to avoid, uh, which would, you know, eliminate some of the things we probably <laughs> need to work on uh, to prepare for the weekend. So, yeah, it's a it's a it's a nice thing to to have a nice nice uh, addition or upgrade I should say that we were able to do uh, this last year. All right, coming off the four nil win over Kansas State on uh, on Thursday night, uh, great note given to us by Krista Pirtle, and I uh, hadn't heard this before she told me yesterday, but another shutout at home and an offensive explosion with four goals. And Krista says no one has scored at home against Baylor. Since October 25th, 2019, that's a calendar year now that no one has scored a goal at home against you guys. Yeah, is it bad that I remember that goal (laughs) against Texas Tech that time? That's Uh, the coach in you, right? But I think that's a good thing that uh, there's not a lot of goal memories here at at home. It's it's a great place to play. Obviously, defense is huge for us, and, uh, you know, we've also had the luxury of basically having half of our season not even played. So I think there's some luxury there, too, to keep some perspective. Yeah. But it's a cool stat for sure and one that will obviously extend through the weekend since we're on the road. Uh, but hopefully we can continue that uh, against Oklahoma in two weeks uh, to push us into the, into the spring. Yeah, all those are factors, you know, those things you mentioned. But, I mean, it's still, it's still impressive. It speaks to the consistency uh, and, and kind of the hallmark of your team. You know, it's defense first, and uh, that really shows in that stat. Yeah, it really it is cool, and it is a testament just to the work that these these girls do. And it starts obviously um, between the pipes with with Jen and the goal, and just the the, the steady uh, work that we have in front of her defensively. And I think that the great thing about this past weekend is we were able to do that, and at the same time, kind of evolve as a team and and put some put some goals goals in as well, which is something we've been looking for. Coach, you had a lot of success from a couple of freshmen this past week over against Kansas State. One I'm, I'm curious about with Chloe Chopic and being able to get the ball in uh, to set up those assists, how difficult is it to set up a corner kick for people? Well, you know, uh, it's a specialist. You know, when you look at, you know, if you're kind of relating to some other, other sports, I mean, a, a corner kick and a set piece uh, are specialists. And, you know, somebody like, Yapich, we knew when she was coming in, it's something through the recruiting process. We had seen her 
you know, she can put a corner kick anywhere. She can put a ball anywhere. I mean, the goal she scored early this season was a free kick that, you know, she bent, bent in from outside the box and was just placed exactly where she wanted to put it. So it's not kick and hope it goes where you want it. Specialists can put it exactly where they want it, which then allows your runners to know exactly where to make their runs. Uh, so I think a lot of times you get people that just lump the ball in and the runners just kind of have to guess and hope they're in the right place. But that consistency really allows your runners to be where they need to be and gives you a higher, you know, a higher opportunity to have success. And uh, what about Texas headed on the road to play UT in Austin on, on Friday evening? Good team. I mean, I, as usual, you know, I mean, it, like I said earlier in the year, there's no really easy, easy wins or easy contests in this league. And, you know, Texas is another example of that. They've got some great athletes and they've had some good results. And uh, obviously being on the road is always um, difficult, but it's obviously an opportunity we're excited about and excited that we're still playing soccer this late into the, the COVID season. But they're, they're a quality team, well coached, and uh, it'll be a tough challenge. Paul, how nice is it? What's the bounce you get from, uh, you know, from having a four-goal game, you know, the 4-0 win over uh, Kansas State? That's just got to be a boost, you know, uh, you know just mentally and, and in every way for your team. Yeah, it really is. You know, we've we've struggled, you know, finding the back of the net this year. And, you know, we we had said early on that, you know, once it happens, it'll probably happen in, in mass. And that, that happened this weekend. And uh, from some, you know, some folks like, you know, uh, Juliana Cunningham, has has been ramping up her minutes as she's kind of recovering back from an injury um, over the summer and see her get some minutes and get two goals uh, was great. So they're not all coming from the same place either, which is fantastic that we're not having to rely on just one person to score goals for us. So that's really encouraging to the team and I think creates a little bit of excitement as we head into a, a big road match. Coach, what exactly, what is this uh, How Soccer Explains Leadership podcast? And could you give us some insight on this quote? I love this quote by you. If we're if we're as strong as our weakest link, I'm going to make sure our weakest link is freaking strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine I've known for a long time has started this podcast, and it just, you know, it puts leadership together with soccer and how soccer explains leadership is the name of the podcast. And uh, Bill's done a great job putting that together. And really, we were just talking a lot about culture. We're talking a lot about, um, you know, how do you, you put a group of, you know, 30 people together uh, for a common goal to get, you know, to accomplish a task. And, and I really do, you know, really do believe that you have to invest as much in, you know, quote-unquote, the lesser players you do, your best player, uh, if you want to be a successful team. And I think that's part of our culture here at Baylor is that everybody has a role and their role is important. Uh, and leadership is about influence. So we want to make sure that our influence is positive, uh, which means you need to invest in, in all players in every role that they that they play. So that was a little bit about that. It was a great, great interview. Phil did a great job leading some questions and really – if anybody's really interested in how our culture actually works uh, within our program, it's a, it's a great podcast to listen to. Hey, that's great. Where could people find that? It's on all your podcast services, okay. uh, iTunes. Uh, uh, I can't think of the other one. Spotify. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's how, how soccer explains leadership. Okay. All right. Very good. Paul Jobson with us, Baylor soccer coach. Uh, you want to make uh, Krista Pirtle uh, cringe a little bit? Can we do that? Sure. Okay. Yeah, that's always fun. So, so the Big 12 will announce its players of the week. Uh, it's not been announced yet. I think it comes out about 10 o'clock this morning. I don't know uh, any of those. I don't know what's forthcoming. But would you have anybody that would be a, a strong candidate for any of those Big 12 player of the week honors? 
Well, Jamo, I'll say it this way. I'll be uh-huh. really, really disappointed uh-huh. if the league doesn't give us uh, at least a couple of those awards this week with what we were able to do against Kansas State. But you never know, Jamo. Okay. It can happen. All right. I'll be extremely disappointed in our <laughs> league if, if uh, our girls that did so well this weekend, a couple extra goals, another shutout, um, things like that. Yeah, another shutout. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just think, I mean, just with a big win like that, I would just think you would have – Maybe more than one candidate for some of those honors. You, you would think so, but okay. uh, we can't always predict what the, the league is going to put together. <laughs> All right, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> hey, stay warm and uh, appreciate the visit, and good luck in Austin on Friday. I appreciate you guys. Thanks a lot. All right, man, thanks a lot. Paul Jobson, Baylor soccer coach.